All right, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Pulse podcast. Uh, you will notice that I am doing the intro today, not Joey. Uh, that is because we did discuss a bit earlier last week, I believe either on Thursday or Tuesday, um, that we would both try and respectively make our own power rankings for each league that we are following closer than the other. Obviously, mine is going to be the NHL and Joey's will be the MLB. Um, so, I'm not sure if he's going to have one out on Wednesday only because the MLB season hasn't started. So for now, we might only get my power rankings on Mondays, uh, which will focus on the NHLs. Without further ado, I'm going to jump straight into it. So I've only done the top 10. I haven't done the, uh, the Sweet 16 or the Super 16, as the NHL calls it, um, just because I think the top 10 is just a little easier for me to do because... Uh, when it gets down to like 14 and 15, you know, it's a, it's a bit difficult to decide for me. I mean, even figuring out somewhere from 8, 9, and 10 for me was a bit difficult. Um, but I think I have a list that I'm pretty comfortable with, and I think I can defend anybody that wants to try and debate with it. Although I'm always up for a debate to hear what you guys have. And I mean, even doing my research right before here, I made the list last night, uh, and I, I did a bunch of research, you know, looking up things uh, to back everything up, and I ended up changing my list a lot. So. Uh, the first team I'm going to have, uh, I think everyone can guess, would be the reigning Stanley Cup champions, would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they currently sit top of the league with 48 points. They have played 31 games this year, and they are 23-6-2. Uh, the biggest thing for me is, number one, uh, Tampa Bay plays in, for me, right now with the COVID divisions, they play in the strongest division, which is the Central Division. Um, so the fact that they are having so much success in my, personally, strongest division um, means a lot for them, especially because they were doing without their top right winger, Nikita Kucherov. Um, he has been huge for them. He was huge for them in the playoffs last year when they made the run to the Stanley Cup. He was huge for them when they won the Stanley Cup. Uh, he's been a big staple for them in their offense, but as we've seen in the past, Tampa Bay, they're a very good team. They, they have uh, extreme depth everywhere. They have good defensemen everywhere. Uh, they even have a bunch of good prospects. They have good forwards. They're, even their third and fourth line are very competitive with every other team. Um, and they've had some superb goaltending from their goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, this year, who posts an amazing 23-1 record with a 186 goals against average and a 933 save percentage. Um, I did originally have Tampa Bay at 2. But just looking through, they are top 10 in power play percentage. They're top 10 penalty kill. Uh, they are pretty much flawless everywhere, even without their star winger. Uh, for me, that is just extremely impressive. I can't knock that. I really wanted to put the team I have at two above them, but I couldn't, I really couldn't, you know, uh, vouch for that. And I think there would be a, a very strong debate if you look at all the numbers, especially for me, I'm a numbers guy. Uh, you know, looking at all the numbers, you just really can't argue uh, how successful Tampa Bay has been, uh, especially without Kucherov. Um, they are pretty much flawless everywhere, uh, and being in a stronger division with teams like Florida and Carolina and Chicago and Columbus, uh, that's a really tight division. Uh, so for me, Tampa is going to be number one. Uh, coming in at number two, uh, which is a team since their expansion, they have not had a bad season yet, uh, and it's definitely not going to have one this year. Um, they've had some extreme step-ups from a lot of players, some players, uh, especially their older players, so number two would be the Vegas Golden Knights. They are a team that originally last night when I made this list, I put them at one. I wanted to keep them at one, and I looked up everything, and I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. They're in a weaker division to me. They're not missing any of their key players currently. I know Robin Leonard's been out, but Marc-Andre Fleury has stepped up 
in the biggest way possible, and Vegas has really needed that. Marc-Andre Fleury is 16-6 this year. He has not lost an overtime or a shootout. Uh, he has a 193 goals against average and a 931 save percentage, which is phenomenal for a man his age. He's still getting it done. Uh, he will definitely, you know, still split time with Robin Leonard when he comes back. Uh, but right now, he has been a huge, huge, huge reason for the Vegas Golden Knights' success. Uh, they have currently played 28 games this season. They posted 21-6-1 record at 43 points. They sit fifth in the league right now, but uh, you'll notice they are going to be one of two teams to have only been in the 20 games played at this point on this list because the Vegas Golden Knights, they were, I think, the original team to catch the coronavirus and be uh, have a lot of their games postponed. Uh, so when they get up to around everyone's uh, amount of games played, like Tampa, like Washington, like Florida, uh, even Edmonton, who I believe has played the most games this year, uh, they will be you know nearing the 50-point range uh, along with Tampa. Um, so this team, for me, has been, I really, like I said, I really wanted to put them at one. I've been really impressed with them. They've been, to me, one of the most impressive teams this year. Uh, they've had a lot of long, young players step up, including Cody Glass. Um, they've had a couple of really good defensemen step up for them. But for me, I think the big storyline is going to be Mark Stone and Mash Pacioretty. Uh, they're both, you know, on the other side of 30, as everyone says, on the wrong side of 30. Uh, but they're still getting it done. Mark Stone has been putting up points in a ridiculous pace, along with his linemate, Matt Pacioretty. Uh, I think they both played phenomenal. They might be arguably one of the top three lines in the league right now, especially, you know, they're running Chandler Stevenson at that center uh, spot there uh, with not even William Carlson. Uh, so for that, for me, is really impressive. Uh, I really, the only reason that they're going to not get the nod over Tampa Bay is just because I think the division's a little easier. Uh, I really like Colorado. I like Minnesota a little bit. LA has been impressive this year. St. Louis has not been impressive this year. Uh, but I just think Florida and Carolina are a bit stronger. I mean, even Chicago, Columbus, they've been up and down this year, but they've been good. I just think that they have a weaker division, but they're still definitely, uh, the West is definitely still the second best division in the league. So I'm going to give the nod to Vegas at two. Uh, the team that I originally put at four after all my research, uh, you know, with hours before this, I'm going to move them up to three, and I'm going to dump the three team down to five. Uh, for me, the three team in the league, and I'm going to really have to defend this one. I'm going to really have to back this up because I'm sure I'm going to get uh, a lot of hate for this. But I'm going to put the Carolina Hurricanes at three. I think they are getting it done without their starting goaltender. Uh, they've had Nijelkovic. He stepped up big for them. But I think when Mrazek comes back, this makes a very strong roster even stronger. Now, Mrazek, when he was healthy, he was 2-1 and one with a .99 goals against average and a 951 save percentage, which is ridiculous. Uh, he was playing at the same pace. They've had good defensemen play this year. Uh, but I think, for me, their additions and their younger players stepping up this year have been huge. Jordan Stahl has been huge for them this year, especially in face-off. You'll see when they roll out in 3-3 three and three in overtime, he's going to run out there. He'll take the face-off. He'll win it, go back to the bench. Uh, Vincent Trocek, before he was hurt, uh, he's still currently hurt right now, but he was on a point-per-game pace. They acquired him from Florida last year. Uh, he stepped up in the biggest way for them. He adds a lot of depth down the center that the, the Hurricanes haven't had in a while. Uh, so, you know, him playing on the second line has been huge for them. Uh, and I think Marty Natchez has been really, really impressive for me. I think he's a, fa uh, he's a very quick thinker. Uh, he's a fast player. He puck handles really well. Uh, he's been good for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I also am a bitch fan 
of Andrei Sveshnikov. I think he's been good for them this year, although, you know, he had his struggles in the beginning of the season, but he's really stepped up for them this year, uh, you know, during this stretch of games for them. So I'm really, really, really impressed with the Carolina Hurricanes. They've won a couple games against the top-ranked team in the league in Tampa Bay. Florida is in their division. Florida has been very good. They've won games against Chicago. They've won games against Columbus. I think Carolina all around has just been really good, and I think one thing that they've lacked and they've been knocked on recently is their physicality. And I think, you know, having watched a bunch of their games, you know, they don't get pushed around a lot. They're not a team that's afraid to use their body and get up on people. The Hurricanes, they currently have the best power play in the league. They're at 31.3%. So I think, for me, they've been, they've been the biggest surprise. I knew they were going to be good this year, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. Uh, they've won a lot of games I didn't think they should have. Uh, they've just they've played really, really well, and I think a lot of it is because of some of the additions they added in Stolen Trocek. I think Natchez and Shveshnikov has played really well. Avi, uh, obviously, Aho, and not to mention they're winning a lot of games without Teravainen. And when they when they get healthy and they get Mrazek back and they get Teravainen back, they're gonna be very they're gonna be even better than they are right now. Um, they currently sit 30 games played. They're 27 and three at 43 points. They are third in the Central Division. They are just one point behind. Uh, no, actually, I think they're tied. No, they're one point behind Florida, but they have a game in hand on Florida. Um, and I think that'll roll right into the number four team, which is going to be the Florida Panthers. Um, for me, currently, they sit 31 games played. They're 27-4 and four at 44 points. They sit second in, to me, the toughest division in the NHL. Uh, the Florida Panthers, I think, obviously, the biggest shock for them is going to be Carter Verhage. He stepped up in the biggest way for them, playing on the top line uh, with Barkoff and Duclair. I think that has been huge for the Carolina Hurricanes because, I mean, no, the, the Florida Panthers, excuse me, uh, that's been huge for them. It adds them a lot of depth. They can throw Jonathan Huberto back onto their second line. Uh, they've had good goaltending play from Sergei Bobrovsky. I think the Florida Panthers are a very all-around team. And, you know, you look at them on paper, and they're not the strongest team, but they play out there, and they find ways to win. They're a physical team. They're a smart team. Their power play and their penalty kill both rank top 10 in the league as well as Tampa Bay and a lot of these teams on the, on the list. They are legit. The, ten, the Florida Panthers are a legit team, and we're going to see them make a really good run into the playoffs. And, you know, we look at the top four teams I have on my list and just looking forward at the playoffs, you know, three of the top four teams or three of the top five teams all sit in that division. And that make, that's going to make for some very interesting playoff series for that division. Obviously, I think Chicago's going to get the shorthand of that the short end of that stick, but I think that's okay for them. They, they're getting Kirby Doc back soon, so that might be big for them up the middle. Uh, but any otherwise, I think Florida has been very good. They are a legit team. They are a team to watch out for. I just don't think they're better than Carolina from what I've seen, especially seeing them play. We get to see those two teams play head-to-head -head a lot. Uh, I just think Carolina has just played a bit more. I think their depth has been a bit better than Florida. Uh, but both those teams are legit, and I'm really, really excited to see uh, how that division is going to play out. And I'm really excited to see that division, the playoffs for that team. Uh, at five, I did mention I had this team at three originally, but I'm going to move them back to five, and I have my reasons for it. So the Washington Capitals are going to move in at five. Uh, for me, the Capitals, I think the big, big problem I have for them is goaltending. Uh, their best goaltender has been Sam Sonov this year, although he is not starting. Uh, I think Vanacek has the crease right now. Samsonov posts the best numbers at a 2.48 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage. That's not good. Um, it's okay. It's not good. It's not top 
It's not top tier. Uh, we've seen all the other goaltenders I've listed on the other teams have much better numbers than those. Uh, it's just not there. Uh, Nick Bastrom has played phenomenal for them, but that's the only player that the Washington Capitals have on a point-per-game base. And to me, the East Division is the weakest division in the league. Uh, New Jersey, New York, Buffalo, they have three really bad teams in that division, and I think the Flyers are finding their own struggles currently. Uh, so I think with the goaltender play that they've had in a very weak division, it's just not good enough for me to put them above Florida and Carolina. Uh, I would be okay with someone saying otherwise. I would hear that out, but I just think that the East is the weakest division, and that's going to hurt the Washington Capitals, and it's going to hurt the New York Islanders on my power rankings. I know it doesn't hurt them in other teams' power rankings, but I think we... For me, I really have to take in the strength of schedule into my own power rankings because I just really feel like the East is not that great. Uh, as a Devils fan, that hurts to say, but you know we're not good this year. Uh, Buffalo has been abysmal this year. The Rangers, they've made a lot of additions. They've had a lot of top draft picks. You know, Kako, they've had Lafreniere, they added Panarin. Uh, it just still hasn't clicked. I'm not sure what it is. They're just not there yet, and I'm not there to say that they are good enough to be a contender in that league. Uh, in that division, they're clearly not. So I think, for me, the goaltender concerns, the lack of play from players like Kuznetsov, uh, Ovechkin isn't even on a point-per-game basis. So, I mean, I've been impressed with Jacob Verona's play, but they don't have a lot of depth playing very well. Uh, their defensive play has been okay, and their goaltending play has just been okay. Uh, you know, they do post a 27-4 record. They're also at 44 points. They are identical with the Florida Panthers, but for me, just in a weaker division is going to drop them from three to five for me, uh, and I will leave that at that. Coming in at six is going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, this a lot of people are probably going to say that these guys are listed a bit too low. Uh, they've currently played 32 games this year. They post a 20-10-2 record, and they are at a 42 points. For me, the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously, we know what their top six is about. You know, William Nylander, John Tavares, Austin Matthews. Uh, they have Mitch Marner, all Zach Hyman, Ily Mikhaev, Alexander Kerfoot. They have all these guys. They have all their cap into that. Uh, but for me, I think it's just the consistency. We haven't seen it this year. Uh, they're in the second-to-worst division, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I haven't seen a lot of great play from teams like Ottawa. Obviously, we knew Ottawa was going to be bad. I haven't seen a lot of great play from Montreal. I haven't been really impressed with them this year. Uh, so I think their division is not worse than the East, but it's not better than the other two divisions, the Central and the West. Uh, for me, my, my, and my problem with Toronto has always been consistency. I think Freddie Anderson hasn't played that well this year. You know, he's battled a lot of injuries. And to be honest, Jack Campbell has played much better uh, in the crease. I need to see Toronto keep up the consistency. I need to see them keep this pace. I need to see them win their division until I will believe that they are legit. Uh, they brought in Jake Muzzin. He's played well for them on the defense. I just need to see the consistency from Toronto that I haven't seen. Uh, we're not seeing them play other teams outside of their division. Obviously, no one is going to get to do that until they make the playoffs and then get out of their uh, playoff round in their division. So I just, I just have not been entirely impressed with Toronto. I think they've dropped a couple of games that they should have won. They had the big collapse against Ottawa a couple of weeks ago. I'm just not sold on it yet. I do like them. I really do want to see the Maple Leafs win. You know, I want to see them go far as a hockey fan. I do like the Maple Leafs. I know a lot of people do not like them. 
Uh, they don't like their fan base. I would like to see these guys legitimately contend, but I just need to see the consistencies here, and that's going to be my only knock on them is the consistency, and their division is just it's just not there. Uh, moving in at seven, this is a team that I really, 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 really wanted to put higher, but I just couldn't yet. I need to see them play a couple more games because there's another. There's the only other team on this list that hasn't played over the thirty game mark. Uh, that'll be the Colorado Avalanche. They are currently eighteen. Oh, sorry, nineteen eight and two with forty four points. Uh, oh no, sorry, forty points. And they played twenty nine games this year. They're also another team that has battled with the coronavirus. Uh, they've had a lot of games postponed. The West has had a lot of problems with uh, their coronavirus. They've had a lot of games postponed. So they're one of the few divisions that have, don't have a lot of teams over the thirty game mark. With that being said, Colorado has caught fire recently, and that is a lot due to Miko Rantanen. Uh, he has been absolutely on fire. He has multiple point games in his last five. He's had a, f- a five-game point streak up to this point. Uh, he's been absolutely on fire. We've seen Nathan McKinnon come in and out of the lineup, and Rantanen has kind of picked up the slack. Uh, although he doesn't play center, he's out in the wing, uh, you know, but he has contributed. Uh, he leads the team at 35 points. He has just absolutely caught fire and has really impressed me, and I love to see it. Uh, obviously, with Colorado, the knock has always been that their top line is going to carry their whole team. Their top line does have 90 points between McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. But what we're seeing is Colorado's depth is finally producing. Uh, Nazem Kadri has played well this year. I've been impressed with Jonas Donskoy, Andre Burakovsky. Their depth players are finally producing, and to see that is going to be very good for Colorado moving down. They're in, they play in the second-best division, in my opinion. They're going to need that depth play. Kel McCarr has also been in and out of the lineup, but when he's in the lineup, he is producing. Uh, goaltending play has been okay. Uh, they do have the second-best penalty kill in the league, which is worth noting at 87.6%. I think the Colorado Avalanche are finally becoming a legit team. I'm re- I like Nathan McKinnon. I think he's arguably one of the best players in the league. Uh, Mika Rantanen, you know, I, like I said multiple times, he has absolutely caught fire. Uh, Gabe Landeskog is the complete piece to that top line. I am... A huge fan of Colorado. I think they are going to do really well going further down. They just haven't played enough games for me to put them higher up because they do have quite a few games in hand uh, where they have to play against some of the top teams in their division. Uh, like Vegas, they have to play against Minnesota quite a few times still. So we'll have to see how that plays out. I just wanted to see a couple more games from the Avalanche before I boost them above teams like Toronto and Washington. Uh, but I think they're going to get it at that point. Uh, you know, next week, maybe they will. Uh, we're going to see a lot of the similar teams on this list next week. I think the Avalanche will move up at that point, but I'm not predicting it. They do have some uh, some tough games this week. Uh, but I have been impressed with the Colorado Avalanche ever since they have came back from their COVID break. So I will want to see more from them going on in the future, but I think they have a really bright future for the rest of the year. And I think they're going to make a legit playoff push. They just got to get through Vegas. Coming in at 8, and I'm sure a lot of people think this team is a bit low on the list, but same knock I had on Washington is going to be the same knock I have on the New York Islanders. They currently post a 28-4 and record. They sit at 44 points, and they have 32 games played. Here's my knock with the Islanders. They play boring hockey, but it's effective. I can't knock that. It works. They play a lot of trap defense. They don't score a lot of goals, but they shut teams down. They play in the weakest division in the NHL. That's going to be one of the big knocks I have. But the second big knock is that they play in the weakest division in the NHL, and they only have one win against Philadelphia, and they still haven't beat Washington this year. 
Those are two of the best teams in their division, and they still have not come up and beat beat them. I think their only offensive production this year has come um, from uh, their top line. They Obviously, they lost Anders Lee, but they have had some new players, and the younger players step up. I like Kiefer Bellows play he's really stepped up for Anders Lee Noah Dobson has really impressed me he's been captaining their power play currently he is on the NHL COVID list Uh, and JG Pajot has played well for them he's been a very good goal scorer Um, but you know their penalty kill has been good their power play has been good but a lot of it is their weak division play and I think the biggest knock I have on them right now is the fact that they haven't beaten Washington all year and that they only have one win on Philadelphia they've played both teams four times I'm just, I'm not sold. I need to see them beat the better teams in their division. Uh, They have a couple wins against Pittsburgh. They have a couple wins against Boston. Boston struggled this year. Uh, Pittsburgh really struggled at the beginning of the season when they lost to the Islanders. I need to see some impressive wins out of the Islanders before I move them up on this list. Coming in at number nine is going to be a team that I didn't think would crack the top ten, and then I looked at it for a while, and I figured they've played good enough to make nine Uh, 10 has been the hardest spot for me to put a team at, but I think at 9, Edmonton deserves a spot. They've played the league-leading 34 games this year. They're 23-13, and they still have not lost an overtime or a shootout, Um, and they have 42 points this year. Obviously, we know what we have in Connor McDavid and Leandre Saddle. They have combined for 110 points this year. They have played out of their minds. Edmonton's power play has been great. Their penalty kill has been subpar. They needed, they need to get, some depth players stepping up. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been really inconsistent. Uh, Dominic Kuhan has been consist- inconsistent. Jesse Pruarvi has been inconsistent. Uh, they've had a lot of players. I mean, Yamamoto has played well with Leandre Sardo and McDavid when they kept that line together. Uh, but my problem is that they keep jumbling lines because they're not really sure what has been working right now. They don't have a set lineup. Uh, they're lacking in depth, and their goaltender play for Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith has been rather inconsistent. Uh, and that is probably due in part to their defense has been very subpar as well. I think Tyson Berry and Darnell Nurse have stepped up for them. I have liked both of their plays, but I think behind that they lack a lot of depth defensively, and their goaltending is just not there. Um, I want to see Edmonton make a really good push. I really do. I'm a huge Connor McDavid fan. I think he's the best player in the NHL. Uh, I think Leon Dreisaitl is arguably one of the best players in the league as well. I just think they need a bit more help before they can make it. I think Toronto definitely is the best team in that division. I just, I don't see Edmonton moving on, excuse me, moving on past their division play. I really don't. Um, unless they they get, they need their depth players to turn around, they need their goaltenders to step up, and they need their defense to step up. I'm just not absolutely sold on Edmonton. They've been inconsistent. They've lost a couple of games really badly this year, and they've also won a lot of games, you know, very high scoring, but a lot of them has been against Ottawa. They've played Ottawa a lot this year. They're not going to get to play the worst team in the division quite a lot. They're going to have a very tough end of the year playing Toronto quite a bit now, and they're going to have to play Winnipeg quite a bit now. They're going to have to play Vancouver quite a bit now. I'm just not sold on the consistency, and that's going to be my big knock on a lot of teams. It's going to be consistency because you're going to play teams eight times this year in your division. And we're seeing we're halfway through at this point. We're going to need to see, I'm going to need to see a lot of consistency out of a lot of teams, and I just don't think Edmonton has been there enough. Maybe it'll get there. They're going to need their depth players to really step up. And I think the hardest spot for me was the number 10 spot. And I hemmed and hauled between Minnesota Winnipeg, Montreal, Chicago, Columbus. 
Boston, Philadelphia. There were a lot of teams I could have thrown at 10, and inevitably I ended up putting Winnipeg at 10. They have 31 games just played this season. They sit 18, 11, and 2, and at 38 points. So the only team on this list that don't have 40 points. But I think I can back this up properly. I know a lot of people are probably going to disagree with this pick. But I think Winnipeg is finally finding their stride. They lost Roslovic. They lost Line A. They did. I don't know. They're finding their legs finally. They got Pierre-Luc Dubois back in that trade, and he's finally, finally, finally starting to produce with them. But here's my thing for them. The only team that they are not 500 or better against in their division is the Edmonton Oilers, and that team ranks at 9 on my list. But they are 3-2 and two against Vancouver, and Vancouver has started to play well this year. They're 500 against the best team in their division at 2-2 two and two in Toronto. They are 4-2 and two against Montreal, which is huge for me. Montreal is starting to turn the page. I think... Kyle Connor has been extremely underrated for them this year. Mark Scheifele has played well for them this year. I think they are finally finding their legs, but for me, they've been a bit too streaky. They will go on, you know, four, three or four game win streaks, and then they'll lose two, and then they'll go on another three game win streak, and then they'll lose one, and then they'll go on another four game win streak, and then they'll lose three. They're just a bit too streaky for me to put them above any other team, and they're the only team below 40 points on this list. I do like Winnipeg. I think when they finally find some consistency and their goaltender play gets a bit better, I think they're going to be legit. I definitely think they were going to make the uh, the top four, so I think they will move on to the playoffs for them. Uh, but I just think that a lot of the players from Winnipeg have been highly underrated this year, including Kyle Connor. I think he's been one of the most underrated players in the league this year. Um, but I'm not throwing the Winnipeg on there just because Kyle connor has been underrated. I think they have played well in their division, and they played well against the top teams in their division. All right, thank you all for listening to my NHL Power Rankings. So expect this normally on Mondays. Uh, this should be a usual Monday thing where I will roll out my top 10 Power Rankings for the NHL, obviously until the NHL season comes to a close. We're about halfway through. Tell me guys what you think. Tell me guys if you want to hear this more. Uh, obviously, you're going to get Joey's take, so you get to hear his beautiful voice on Wednesdays when the MLB season kicks off. Uh post-April 1st, post-opening day. Uh, tell me tell me if you like this. I mean, I really want to hear you guys' feedback. If you guys don't like this, we obviously won't continue it. Uh, I personally enjoy making the list and looking at the analytics. That's my kind of thing. I know Joey likes to make some of his lists too. Uh, so this is something we're both excited for. So I hope you guys also liked it. Thank you all for listening, and peace.